0: My question is, what is the most um,
1: inspirational comic book character to you? The most inspirational comic book character to me? Well, I would have to say that, uh, hmm, that's interesting. Well, I'm going to throw, while I'm thinking of it, I'm going to throw it back at you.
0: The most interesting, uh, the most inspiring comic book character? Um, I, I would say, I don't know about inspiring is the word, but I, I, I mean, I've always been a big Wolverine fan. Okay. And, um, when you talk about a character that carries a burden, you know, first you're like, oh, I'd love to be a character that I would love to be, you know, have that superpower being able to heal and then you're a badass and you got claws. But then there's the, he carries that at such a burden, like literally, When you talk about how heavy, well, first of all, the process, you know, is, was a harrowing experience, you know, to get the adamantium on his, on his bones and things like that. And it was just a traumatic experience that he carries. Uh, Plus whatever mind stuff when you get into that stuff. But also the metal actually he carries is like weighs a ridiculous about him you know for him and he literally has to you know much like if you're you're overweight you're carrying all this extra weight now imagine that's metal on your bones so he's you know and how strong does he have to be to literally carry that weight and be in pain and also I think people don't think about when he uh, heals whatever has happened to him it's not that he doesn't feel it he feels everything he, every horrible thing that's happened to his body that he's, like, grown back in appendage or whatever crazy stuff that they have as a superpower doing, he feels everything. And that has to be, like, it's unfathomable.
1: So you admire his resiliency?
0: Absolutely. Sure. And to still be a good guy and not, you know, he's a little gruff, but he's still heart of gold Logan, Right um so uh especially uh, i mean you've seen you've seen the movie logan right sure like i mean that i think that's uh uh the best characterization of of that character
1: well when i think uh, now that you've given me thankfully given me a few moments to gather my thoughts there's two number one i believe it'd be the silver surfer even though he was introduced as the herald of galactus uh, the devourer of worlds and unwilling, I believe, correct. Yes, like he was he
0: was uh, pretty much a slave to Galactus.
1: As Galactus kept his wife and children, and right. so, however, uh, once he was freed of that duty, he always had he always kept uh, above the fray. He always had an objective view, and like in the twelve step world, his real concept was to do the right thing.
0: And above all else, and uh, and and I can't remember how he came around. It probably depends on what you, which, which version of him you read. <laughs> so um, that's interesting. Is I never I, I keep I keep forgetting about Silver Server in that
1: context. At least yes, yeah, it's been so long since I read that. Story. Well, it was a it was an excellent uh, storyline, and he always uh, attempted to do the right thing. And he, even though he was incredibly powerful, uh, he didn't use that power indiscriminately or, uh, for self gratification. And the other one I think would be Dr. Strange. Okay. Dr. Strange, as you know, came, was a physician and quite haughty and arrogant and conceited. Uh. And when he had the accident, which left him unable to perform the delicate surgery that he did before, he had this transformation, went to Tibet wherever he went and had this uh, was trained and became actually uh, the, one of the protectors of earth in the world through his uh, mystical powers.
0: I always thought it was interesting, especially I thought of that about a lot when the uh... In the movie because he was a, a precise practitioner with his hands, right? And then he became like a precise practitioner of the uh, what they refer to as the arcane arts. I think, and I, I, I've read a lot in the Marvel comics over the
1: years. Well, actually, what we talk about again through the 12 step world with the part of the process of working through the 12 steps is the deflation of ego. And, uh, actually Stephen Strange went through the same process of deflation of ego.
0: Well, doesn't that happen to a lot of them? I mean, Iron Man was the same kind of story, right? Like he was the, uh, high end. I can't do any wrong. I, you know, here's these war things. And then he saw, you know, he got taken down and, and and again, in the, you know, we talk about the, the cinematic version of it, but I think that's a version of the original, story as well yes um you know he got to see what that is or have to fight his way out and for his life and that became a new mission for him uh that that led to
1: everything else well the silver surfer always knew what was important Stephen strange found out what was important in his life right right. uh in the same way as uh the wolverine uh Mm -hmm. people like that when we figure out what's important, then we can find our purpose.
0: There's always that, um, you know, I always notice that pattern. And I think we talked about before the uh, people that do great things often uh, have to hit rock bottom first. And those are those stories. Those are the you hit rock bottom to that, but you rise up
1: even stronger. Well, then again, it's the 12 step concept. Mike of surrender to win. Absolutely. So you... Admit that you're powerless over whatever particular type of thing is holding you back, and when you do, then it gives you power over it, as long as you have
0: awareness. Stephen Strange is, I am powerless to bring my hands back, but what is this
1: um, other thing that I can do? Where is this leading me? Yes, and many of the comics went along that same type of uh, same type of vein.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, protect the weak. Absolutely. Stand up for the... Powerless.
0: Um, And that seems to go along with, I know you were a big Green Lantern fan.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And uh, so we always want to be a voice for those who have no voice. Mm -hmm. Comics helped many people in perhaps less than admirable living conditions to escape for a while.
0: Oh, the the, the dime comics, the nickel comics, that's the thing, because it was always... Uh, Yeah, I'd say until the last 20 years, um, an affordable escapism,
1: correct? Absolutely. When I first started to uh, purchase comic books, they were 13 cents.
0: I think I have some that might be a quarter. Like, I feel like, like, I know I have some stuff from the early 80s. I know I have some of my sister's comics from the 70s i wish we had the horror comics that my mom sold at the yard sale many uh people do. yeah it was oh like especially when i see what they probably go for now uh, so but oh my sister had all those kind of she was a tomboy but uh you know so like that was that was my introduction to comic books like i have a couple 70s spider-man uh issues left from from her collection well oh, like,
1: they're uh, very nice escapists and mm-hmm. i think that um, comic book that I value the most is when I was in college the first time, which uh, didn't have a happy ending, had another agenda. Uh, Stanley spoke. This was back in the mid-70s. Stanley came and spoke, and he got held up at the airport, and he was, in, he was well over an hour late. And for the people who stayed to listen to Stanley talk – um, he gave each one of us a autographed Spider-Man comic book. That's Stan man, That's Stan.
0: I, 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 he, if anybody was a uh, heart of gold and on top of the business, it was that guy. I, I that guy and Steve Wozniak, I think, are <laughs> uh, 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 you know still kept, uh, you know, I mean, to put it boldly, I guess, uh, still kept their soul despite their fame.
1: Well, and even in comic books, uh, they. Reflect the changing, as we showed on a previous podcast, the zeitgeist, the mood of the time. So you're seeing uh, comic book heroes actually have maybe disabilities, some have challenges. We're seeing uh, comic book characters of color, of uh, sexual orientations, uh, and Performing successfully, and most importantly, dealing with life on life's terms. Even though they're a superhero, they're talking about dealing with uh, discrimination and bias. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: even amongst themselves, right? Um, you know, it, 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 in, in the day-to-day issue. I actually, you know, I mentioned Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, that's that's dealing with that directly as well.
1: Yes, I remember particularly dealing with. Somebody one time and their parent, their mother was an immigrant, and he said, "Yes, my mother was an immigrant, and she was afforded all the amenities that immigrants uh, usually are, which meant the, the bias and the, the discrimination.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, so I think we just did an episode.: but I think we,
1: I think we did too. <laughs> so um, often, one of the things when I like to talk to patients about is the literature that, that they like to read. Because the literature that they like to read, even more than the music they like to listen to, tells me about the mindset of an individual and what, what they're interested in. And the type of literature, such as sword and sorcery, science fiction, those type of uh, genres, it, it it actually provokes people into different types of thinking, different type of thought possibilities.
0: Uh, very outside the box, correct?
1: Yes, and... But many of these various outside the box, like uh, Isaac Asimov wrote a book uh, quite a while ago called uh, iRobot, where he had the three laws of robotics. Uh, and I think Will Smith, well, I know Will Smith made a movie.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, may not have been directly to text, but, <laughs> from what I understand,
1: but yes. I, I, yes, not exactly according to uh, the story. However, doesn't that parallel uh, the evolution and development of artificial intelligence that we're seeing today? Yeah, yeah,
0: as to a point. I mean, we haven't got to the point of any, uh, uh, talking about uh, the the self realization of a robot yet, but we do have uh, those scary uh, Boston Dynamics ones <laughs> that are uh, dancing the Macarena or something, right? So, well, and even in my field,
1: which is uh, mental health, uh, artificial intelligence is being programmed to respond to people's different words and different situations that people present, and they're using algorithms to different scenarios where the artificial intelligence can actually adapt to changing situations like the artificial intelligence cars that I
0: film for one of my clients. Yes. It's very fascinating. Yes. To, to hear and, and see um, that process a little bit. And just like they're they're making brains. They're making processes. They're making, you know, they, they really are.
1: Yes, being able to send, not only being able to gather data in, but it interpret to it and change their direction and instructions based on data that's coming in. Which we ask people, we ask one of the things that we always ask people is to not to have a mind of fear, but rather have a mind of awareness. And isn't this what the artificial intelligence uh, is getting toward to have minds actually of awareness? To be able to adapt, we always ask people to adapt, and the only thing that we actually control as human beings is our reaction to situations, our response to people, places, and things. Let's say I was an introvert and you were an extrovert, and there was a uh, there was a street fair up in Beachview, your neck of the woods. So you, as an extrovert, would look at that situation in an entirely different way than I as an introvert would. Still the street fair, two different points of view. And this is one of the reasons why eyewitness accounts are so unreliable. I I often think
0: about uh, how most of us in our perceptions uh, very definitely live in a different reality from those around us. Even how you perceive everything going on and And I mean, you, you probably look at all the equipment and 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 don't think of it the way I do. Correct. Like I see different aspects that you don't. And the same thing when you talk to somebody in a conversation because of your skills.
1: Yes. Yes. So, and again, it's the way we react to thing. It's the, let's say you get up in the morning and you sigh and say, Oh, ha another day, or you get up and you look out the window and say, Oh, another day. Absolutely. Just it's, it's the phrasing. And again, it's the abracadabra deal, my friends. Where we speak, what we create, we create what we speak.
0: And and in, the, in closing, I think my takeaway that I want to put out there is: whatever you're going through, whatever burden it's on you, at least it's not Wolverine's burden. And if he can do it, you can do it.
1: Yes, and as always, at the end of every podcast, we offer a free prescription. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables, unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another till all are free, none are free. Namaste.
0: Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show